Hello and welcome to another episode of the Double Coverage Podcast. I'm Stacy Blackwood with Jake Thomas. Jake, how you doing today, buddy? Doing good, buddy. How about y'all? Oh, we can't complain. We're coming to you late tonight. It's about 9.20 p.m., Yeah, but we're going to get this thing done tonight. So uh, let's uh, recap last week's games. We'll talk first about TCU and Ohio State. So, Jake, just give me your thoughts on that game and how it played out. Uh, you know, I, I thought TCU could keep it closer, and uh, they really did until the third quarter, and Ohio State just came out and, you know, just ran all, all over in the second half. But I knew – you know, we talked about TCU's got a good defense. We thought they could keep them in the game for a while. But, um, you know, I can never think of the guy's name, the quarterback at Ohio State, saying Haskins or something. Yeah, Dwayne Haskins. Yeah, he's he's the real deal. I mean, he's he's really good. He took pretty much put the team on his shoulders in the second half and, and led him to that victory. Yeah, yeah, he really did. But I, I do want to point out that I was actually surprised at the amount of success that TCU had on the offensive side of the ball against yeah. Ohio State and that defensive front that they have. But but the game kind of went like I thought it would. But I was pleasantly surprised with TCU's offense in that game. I was too. Uh, but moving on to uh, Alabama and Ole Miss, uh, I just got to say I, I thought Ole Miss would score more points than what they did. Uh, the Alabama defense, other than the first play of the game, <laughs> they they locked them down. They locked them good receivers down. Yep. I think their three leading receivers combined for seven catches in the game. So. Alabama's defense played really well, and you know we've we've talked on and on about Tua and how how great the Alabama offense is this season. They just they just continue to put up big numbers and you know put points up against anybody that they want to. It seems like and Tua continues his third down craziness. Now he's thir- <laughs> thirteen of thirteen on third down, which is just unreal to me. But uh, you know, getting a lot of people involved still. Irv Smith is having a really good season. It's good to see a tight end catch some touchdown passes yes it is but uh I, i'm actually surprised that that album held Ole Miss to just that one score and uh it was a really dominating performance on all sides of the ball it was go ahead oh um yeah i you know we, we talked about Tua is is amazing you know uh i think he went on third down uh he was two for two for 79 yards and two TD pass, you know, two touchdown passes. I mean, he's amazing. And and here's an interesting stat. Um, you know, Ta Tamu, he I mean, he's a great quarterback. Mm-hmm. And uh he went seven of twenty two. Now the, wow. the the three quarterbacks we have faced, you know, Tamu, I mean, he probably played in the NFL, just uh Justice uh Hanson, uh Arkansas State, he'll probably playing on Sundays. He'll have a chance. Yeah. And uh, Jawan Pass, of course, he's fisting to, you know, um, he just got moved down to the second spot. I think Cunningham uh, was named the yeah. starter this week. But they are completely 43% of their passing, you know. Wow. I mean, and they've – and them three quarterbacks have gotten 525 yards, four touchdown passes, and five interceptions. That that defense for everybody talks about how how weak the secondary is. They not really weak, but young and inexperienced. They have really stepped up their game this year. And uh, you know, you said it earlier. Sertain, he'll be you know he'll he'll be 
playing more now, I believe. He, uh, I think it was uh, Smith who gave up the, the long touchdown pass. It was, yes. But, um, but, but you know, everybody in the in the secondary is just playing great right now. And and Quentin Williams the other night, he was disrupting that offensive line. I mean, there was a couple plays they tackled him to yeah. keep him from getting to the quarterback. I mean that. And the the way that the Alabama's offense is going, and the way the defense is starting to step up, you know, it's it, it's clicking really good. And I don't know if anybody can beat him right now. Yeah. Well, the the truth is, is Deontay Thompson is playing as well as anybody in the country in the secondary. He is. And Quinton Williams has been as dominant up front as any defensive lineman in the country. So, yeah. When you have that going for you, your defense is going to be pretty stout. Right. And uh, uh, I want to do touch on something. Uh, Trayvon Diggs had one heck of a pass breakup. He did early, early on in that game. You know the the receiver had a step on him, but he he caught back up with him and timed his jump just right and swatted that ball away. It was one of the most impressive uh, pass breaks up pass breakups that I've seen in a long time. Yes, it was. Uh, but moving on to. Uh, the last game we're going to be reviewing from last week, and that's the uh, LSU at Auburn game. Uh, just give us your quick thoughts on that. You know, I, I I thought Auburn at home would would win. I thought it'd be fairly close, but I thought, you know, I didn't think LSU had enough manpower on offense to to score. But their defense is legit, and and what's interesting is Burrow went 8 of 21 in the second half. But those eight completions really played a part in in driving and get, getting the lead back or getting tied and then getting the lead, you know, there at the end. But I I, I don't know. Auburn, I, I don't know if they – I mean, I, they will recover, but they've got a tough stretch coming up. You know, you, they got to go to Mississippi State. They've got Georgia and they got Alabama coming up. So, you know, they – they're in all, and, and all three of those are on the road. Exactly. And, I mean, they could potentially lose four. And they still got A&M, too. And it mm-hmm. just depends on how A&M plays against Alabama this week. They may have a chance to beat them as well. So, we'll, yeah. we'll have to keep an eye on that. Yeah. Uh, Auburn's lack of running game is really hurting them right now. It is. And it's going to continue to hurt them against teams that, that can, uh, you know, play solid defense, you know, and Texas A&M has improved on that side of the ball, and we know how good Georgia and Alabama are on defense. Mm-hmm. So, if you can't establish a running game, it's hard to win those, you know, those tough SEC battles. And, and and that's what Auburn's looking towards. You know, they got a good quarterback. Sidham can play. Their defense is going to keep them in every game. Gus made a boneheaded decision in the first half of the game, going for it on fourth and one. Yes. When he should have kicked a field goal. And they won. Uh, yep, they they won the game. And, yeah. You know, in, in a game like that, and I, I think I texted you at that moment that mm-hmm. you know you have to take the points. You do, especially against somebody like LSU, where you know it's tough to score, mm-hmm. and every point's going to matter. Yeah. But uh, I, Burrow made the plays that he had to make in the game. You know, he wasn't just outstanding. He wasn't. He didn't just blow me away. But you know, he he made some good throws, good yeah. decisions, and. uh you know, it was a good win for LSU on the road and a good win for Orgeron. You know, that's that's a big win for him. Yep. Uh, and you know, he's he's a lockable guy, so uh, I'm I'm happy he got that win. Uh, it, it's going to be interesting how they finish out the season. You know, they they got a tough stretch too. They yeah. They got Florida, <laughs> Alabama, Mississippi State. 
you know, they 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 got a tough schedule still. You're right. But uh, that's that's enough from last week. We'll move on to uh, this upcoming week, and we're going to go through these pretty quick because we got five games that that we think are pretty important mm-hmm. for the weekend. We're going to start out with Georgia at Missouri. Uh, Georgia is a fourteen and a half point favorite on the road. Uh, the only thing, the only reason I think this is an interesting game is because of Drew Locke on, on Missouri. You know, he he can he can really sling it around. That they got playmakers. And, and at home, I can see them, you know, putting up some points. But I, I do think Georgia's too much for for them. I'm not sure Georgia covers. I think it'll be right around the 14-point mark. I'm thinking somewhere around, you know, 38-24. Uh, That's about what I'm thinking the score will be, uh, Georgia winning that one on the road. Yeah. I, you know, Missouri, they, they really haven't played nobody yet to this point this year. They play Wyoming team who went – who only won six games last year, and they had a they only won by a field goal against Purdue. They won eight last year, but I mean it's Purdue. You know they they're not a elite team type deal. But you know Drew Locke is the X factor. Um, I think they you know he will keep it close. Ah, you know their the defense is is still kind of e you know. So I, I think he'll keep it close. Um, but in the end, I think I think Georgia will win. I'm going 45 to 40. Okay. Wow, that's a high scoring game. Yeah, I just think both teams will will, will light up the scoreboard, and I just think you know Fromm will make a big play there at the end, um, and uh, and win it. Okay. Uh, moving on to the next game is TCU at Texas. Mm-hmm. TCU comes in as a three and a half point favorite on the road. Um. Uh, you know, I, I'm. I'll be honest with you. This is the toughest game for me. Yeah. I, I. I just. I feel like this is a must win for Texas, and and that coaching staff. You know, he he come in with a bunch of accolades. You know, everybody was talking about how Tom Herman was the next great coach in college football. Yeah. And and he hasn't lived up to that yet. And I just feel like this is a must win game from Texas in that program, and and since they're at home. I know, I know they're an underdog at home, but I'm going to go with Texas at home, and I'm going to mm. pick them 24 to 20. Oh wow! Uh, I'm actually going TCU. Um, I mean, I really like Texas, um, but TCU, like we talked about, they 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 showed promise on offense last week against a very good Ohio State team, um, and and I I think they'll they'll make a play late. I'm picking TCU 35 to 27. All right, moving on now to Mississippi State at Kentucky. Uh, this is another intriguing game. You know, mm-hmm. Kentucky's had a good start. They ended that losing streak to Florida. Mississippi State's come out of the gate strong. You know, they got a good defensive front. You know, they're they're good on offense. You got a senior quarterback and uh, Nick Fitzgerald. Kentucky's uh, playing well this season. You know, they they've kind of got some flash on offense. Benny Snell's one of the best running backs in the country. Yeah. Mississippi State's a ten-point favorite on the road. Kentucky keeps it a little closer than that. I'm going to say Mississippi State thirty-one, Kentucky twenty-seven. You know this. This is the hardest game for me this week because I want to see. I would like to see you know Kentucky undefeated when they play Georgia to determine the East. I'm, I mean they got a tough stretch of games coming up, and I also want to see Mississippi State undefeated to play Auburn and see how that ends up. So, mm-hmm. but 
the 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 little the but it's not I mean, Mississippi State and Auburn is not as high power now since Auburn already has a loss, but you know still going to be a big game. But you know Benton Snell, I really like him as a as a running back, and uh, I think you know I I'm actually picking I don't know if it's much of an upset, but um, I, I'm actually going Kentucky, and I think they're going to get a field goal late and win thirty one to twenty eight. Hey, I can see that happening. I, I, it, the TCU game was the first hardest for me, and then it was the the Mississippi State Kentucky game because yeah. I I do feel like Kentucky has a real chance to win it. You know, if they have the ball last, I think they do pull the, the upset off. Yeah, but uh, I just feel like Mississippi State might just be a little too strong for them right now. Yeah, I agree. But moving on to the next game of Stanford at Oregon, you know that they, they only have Stanford as a two point favorite. Wow. I've not bought into Oregon yet. You know, Mario Cristobal is the head coach there. But, you know, they you know they haven't really played anybody yet. Right. Uh, Stanford's already beat USC. But uh, I, I just feel like Stanford's just too too much. You know, they're too physical, too powerful. I think they'll overpower Oregon. I think they'll win the game, you know, 27 to 13. All right. You know, you were talking about um, Oregon, uh, you know, they, you know, they, like you said, they haven't played nobody. And Stanford does have, like you said, a, a win over USC, but don't look really that big now because Texas just played them last week as well. I think USC is kind of down this year. But, yeah, you know, Stan, I mean, any time a team goes on the road to anywhere, it don't matter who you're playing against, you know, it's a hostile environment. So, yeah, I, I think. I think Stanford will win on the road. It's going to be close. I'm I'm taking Stanford 28 to 20. Okay. Yeah, Austin Stadium's a tough stadium to play in, and it'll be it'll be rocking on oh, Saturday. Yeah. Oh yeah. And our uh, our fifth and final game of the week is Texas A&M at Alabama. Uh, right right now, Alabama's a 27 point favorite against wow. a ranked opponent. That is just unbelievable. That's but unreal. You, but you know, but you know they've covered every game this year. Yeah. They're uh, they're as far as undervalued in the I seen a tweet where teams that are uh undervalued in betting odds and and covers is Alabama's third in the country. So wow. the defending national champs are actually undervalued when it comes to, to lines of of the game. <laughs> but uh you know, as far as the game itself goes this weekend, you know, it's a two thirty kickoff on CBS. Uh you know, Texas A and M with Jimbo Fisher, they do seem like they're you know, a much better football team. You know, I, I think Kevin Sumlin was just kind of – his program was kind of laughable, you know. Yeah. They, they'd done the same thing every year. They'd start out hot and then just sputter out. But, uh, you know, Jimbo's a good coach. He, he knows how to coach quarterbacks. Kellen Mond has played well this season. He's, he's, he's one of the better quarterbacks right now in the conference. And, uh, you know, they, they got a good running game with Williams – they got big targets on the outside. Their defense is playing better this year. Texas A&M is going to be a tough out, but the truth is, is the way Alabama's offense is playing right now, I, I don't see how they can be stopped. Tua makes every throw. He's so accurate. I mean, he, he's only – I think he's only got 14 incompletions on the whole year through three games. Wow. And, uh, you know, he's just been on point and precise – the running game's been strong. The offensive line's improving every week as, the, as they gel and mesh together. And, uh, you know, I just feel like Alabama's too much for Texas A&M. I'm going to say Alabama wins this one 42 
to 17. All right. That's, that's fairly close to mine. Uh, you know, Alabama has made history last week by being the first SEC team ever to, to score 50 straight points in, in their first three games. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, but, but when you have Tua leading the charge, I mean, like you said, he's deadly accurate. Jared Judy is looks like he's supposed to be the next, you know, Kevin Ridley, Julio, Amari, all mixed into one. I mean, that kid is amazing. Um, Smith, like you said, the tight end, he's been playing well. The offensive line is gelling. I mean, we talked about the defense, how good they're, you know, they've been. And I, I really like, uh, I really like what Jimbo's got. Um, you know, Kellen Mond, Mond he's, he's uh, proved himself, I believe, proved himself in the, in the Clemson game. But, um, I mean, when, when two is on, like he's been the last, in you know, the first three games, it, it's scary how good that offense is. And I, I'm just because I want to keep records going. I, I'm hoping they, they set another record being the 14, you know, being the first team with four straight 50 point wins. I'm going 51 to 17. Okay. I, I can see it happening. I, the way two was playing, I mean, it looks like he could put up a hundred a game if I just leave him in. <laughs> yeah. And and Jalen, he he's done good in his backup role. He's he's more accurate this year. Uh, he did throw his first interception. I think it's the first interception for either you know for both yeah. guys. And yeah. Um, but other than that, you know, he's when he's come in and got to play, he's he's done really well. And yeah, I hate it for Mac Jones because you haven't really got to see him throw much. You think he's had like three passes on in three games that he's got to play in. You know, right? right. I like to see I like to see the team. You know. Just run their offense. I mean, I know Saban don't like to run up the score, but I like to see what what we got with him because if Jalen does transfer, well, he's going to be the next man up, you know, behind Tua. So we need to see what he's got. But um, anyway, I, I I do think that you know with Tua, everything's going to be fine. Yeah, yeah, and and I do agree. Jalen's played really well in his in his backup role. Yeah, and and he and and to me, he's and I could be wrong, but he seems like he's committed to the team for this season. I agree, and I don't know that he's going to take a red shirt season. I think he's committed to the team this year, and wants to be able to help this team out as much as he can. Yeah, as it as it tries to repeat as national champions. Uh, well, that that's all we got for today on on the Double Coverage Podcast. Make sure you follow us on Twitter. Uh, hit us up using the hashtag Double Coverage if you have any questions or comments, some subjects you want us to talk about. We're going to be talking college hoops real soon. As album announced that uh, their uh, their uh, tip off is going to be October fifteenth. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's just right around the corner. There'll be a chance for everybody to get out and kind of see the team and kind of see what they're going to put on the court this season. So yeah. we're excited about that. We're excited about college football. It's been a fun season so far. As we're heading into week four, I'm Stacy Blackwood with Jake Thomas. Y'all have a good evening. Thanks. See ya. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.